The views and opinions expressed on the Untold History Revealed podcast are solely those of the individual stating them and are not necessarily those of the Untold History Revealed owners. Now sit back and grab a cup of coffee or tea as we discuss some moments in history that may have been untold or forgotten. Another episode of Untold History Revealed starts now. Hello, gang, and welcome to another episode of Untold History Revealed. I am your host, Sean Donnelly. And I'm your co-host, Marianne Donnelly. Well, we have to apologize to you guys. We have not put out an episode since October of last year. That is horrible. We really do October, apologize. October, November, December, January, February, Six March, months. April, May. Oh, Seven my months. goodness. Yes. It's been it's a hiatus, all right. However, we do have something kind of exciting to share with you guys. We started another project, and that's where we've been. <laughs> he decided so, he wanted to let you see what he looked like. Yeah, we started <laughs> working on our YouTube channel. And actually, we started traveling again, and we put out a book called Our Haunted Travels. And a coloring book. And a coloring book called Our Haunted Travels. And we started traveling again to paranormal locations. So we started working on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash panicdvideos. And we started putting out a series called Our Haunted Travels. So I've been working on that. And then plus work and everything else, we apologize again. <laughs> we were thinking, okay, well, the podcast will, you know, we really love doing it. We really enjoy sharing this information with you. Mm-hmm. And I looked and we have almost 100 subscribers on this podcast and we can't just let it go. So we're bringing it back. We're back, guys. This is going to be the kickoff and we're going to stick to one a week. we're gonna do that and we're gonna do the youtube thing and still try to run the business and still work and still everything else but we're kind of set up now in a little bit more comfortable situation as far as sitting here comfortably talking (laughs) yes we have a new studio and we have yes mobile ability so we can take things with us and So we can keep up with this, and we can do some ahead of time. and We can do it. We can do it. We're going right. to do it. So All we're right. here for you guys. <laughs> you guys stuck with us, so we're back. All right. All right. I hear a big round of applause out there. <laughs> All right. So there's going to be some changes coming up uh, with Untold History Revealed, just a few subtle little things. Um I'm not going to say because I don't want somebody to jump on it before I do. Let's just say I'm going to fix our website, make it a little easier to get to our website for Untold History Revealed. Interesting. Yeah. Right now it's untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com. Yes. I'm okay. not going to say what I'm going to do. All right. He's keeping it, it involves, a secret from me too, let's guys. Let's just say it involves registering something to okay. shorten the name up okay. so people can get to us. All right. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know and is just joining us for the first time, let's uh, do this and introduce who we are. We are the owners of PanicD.com and DarkShadowGhostTours.com. And like I said, we have a YouTube channel, PanicD Videos. And Marianne and I, uh, we both work for a school district. And uh, one of our hobbies is paranormal investigation, PanicD.com which is a database of over 800 different locations across the United States that have paranormal claims. Well, we started visiting those locations, and we've been to almost 200 of them. And we decided, as we're getting older, and we starting, need to document stuff. starting to forget things, <laughs> that we need to start documenting our travels. So that's how Our Haunted Travels was born. And there's stuff that we discuss on this podcast that really the people over there on the paranormal stuff don't really care as much as the detail. <laughs> and maybe vice versa. Maybe there's people listening to the history and forensic stuff here that really don't care about the paranormal. But I do believe that there is a crossover there, don't mm -hmm. you? Absolutely. There's us. <laughs> so if nothing True. else, there's us. So We're a crossover. When we go to these locations and we do things for our social media and stuff like that, we get a lot of research. We find a lot of stuff and we drill down into the subjects and everything, which is the topic of today's podcast. And quite frankly, the next two after this are going to be part two and part three. Uh -huh. And we're talking about the 1893 Chicago World Fair also known as the 1893 Columbian Exposition. That's right. And why was it named that? It was actually named that because it was to uh, commemorate the 400th anniversary of Columbus' discovery of the New World. Of course, that was, if you remember, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right? Mm -hmm. But this is 1893, which is 401. It took them a little longer to get it complete. Yeah, it took a little bit longer than expected. So that's why it was not in exactly 400 years. It was 401, but... But we've done a lot of different, uh, researched a lot of different locations and a lot of different people. And there, there, there seems to be a ton of connections back to this specific event. And we decided to take some time and research a little bit. Yeah. And quite frankly, we actually went to these locations. Now, those of you that live in Chicago or close to Chicago, go to Chicago all the time, yeah, no big deal, right? Well, for us, the living here in Northeast Ohio... That was a big deal. We actually went to the location where the fair uh, took place. We stayed at the uh, Congress Plaza Hotel when we were there. Which, which was, was there in 1893. Right. It was built for the fair. And we did some stuff uh, with the Englewood, or Englewood Post Office, which was the location of H.H. H. Holmes' murder castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was all crammed into one weekend, folks. <laughs> yeah, and really it was like a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the time we flew there and So we had back, a, lot, so a lot of that. We did a in. lot of research and investigation and all kinds of stuff that yeah. weekend. It was a fun weekend. Yeah, but we did a lot more research past that weekend and prior to that weekend as yes. well. And yes. that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, some of the things that's that right. we found that maybe you didn't quite know. 
Right, exactly. Which is the title of our podcast. Exactly. Untold, Untold History, History Revealed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in this podcast, we're going to talk about um, a little bit more in depth of the people who actually visited the fair that were actually there and actually present. Right. And it wasn't necessarily they just walked by. They, they may have been working a booth. They mm-hmm. may have been involved in the building of the, of the buildings. Yes. Uh, or they could have just been simply guests, or they could have been speakers at the event. Yes. Yeah. And there's quite a few from our American history that were there. Absolutely. So where do we begin? Do we go alphabetically? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I think I would probably forget somebody alphabetically and say, oh, wait, I forgot so-and-so. Was that not there? So I don't know. Who do, who do you want to let? You know what? Let's start at the beginning. Let's start at construction. Let's start at construction. All right. So last, so this is coming out Thursday. So this past Saturday, we did a YouTube Live. But it was like real quick. It was, it was, it was real quick. We crammed a lot of information and really it was an hour long, but really the, the portion that we talked about the fair was in a matter of maybe 30 minutes, if that. Okay. But we mentioned a tie back to somebody who was actually working the construction team there that ties the world's fair to, we need a drum roll. Epcot. Epcot Center. Epcot Center in... And Main Street, USA. That's right. Well, Epcot in Florida, Orlando, Florida, Mm -hmm. and Main Street in Anaheim. True, but Main Street in Florida is pretty much like Main Street in Anaheim. It's close. bigger. It's not quite the same. But it's, it's not close. quite the same, but it's it's close. So Disney, we're talking about Disney. How's Disney tied to the eighteen ninety three World's Fair when, when he, he was wasn't born, born till what nineteen oh one? Nineteen oh one. Hmm. Hmm. See, I was gonna say, leave it in the comment section. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess this podcast does have comments, but people are probably just listening to us while they're riding to work, so they probably wouldn't be able to chance to do that. But anyways, so here's how. Do you want to tell them? I'm going to say it's Elias, and you can go a little further. That's right, Elias. Walt Disney's father, Elias, actually worked construction at the fair. Mm -hmm. And they also lived in Chicago. And that's where Walt was born. And that's where Walt Walt was born. Now, Roy was already born. Roy was just a baby. He was just a baby. Yeah, he was a baby during the World's Fair. Yeah, so if you think about it, that seed of building this city, so to speak, this this very quickly and yeah, for with all these pavilions, everybody to see, and a pavilion for each one of the different nations, and you know, there were forty six nations, by the way, who were okay, involved. Okay, so here. think about forty six different nations, mm-hmm. and then you had different pavilions for electricity and for all these other things. You know, what what do you have at Epcot? Pretty much the same thing, right? You have the the showcase of the world, of, world it, showcase, world showcase with the different company, uh, countries being representative, and the, and then you have in the front part you have the different pavilion like future and you know all that different stuff. I I don't remember what all is there, but it's different pavilions, and it's kind of like the same format 
as a World's Fair. Mm -hmm. And Epcot is the city of tomorrow, right? Yes. I don't know that I don't it was know called what the city. E stands for. Uh, EP. I knew that the other day. Experimental Prototype City of Tomorrow, Epcot. I think that is it. That is it. Look at you. And you don't, I know. Did you I don't, have carrots for dinner? I, I don't, don't remember. <laughs> Holy crap, where did that come from? <laughs> yes, it was Experimental City. Yes, of, of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Experimental Prototype City of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll, have to, I'll have to make sure that that's right. Because that came out of nowhere, folks. <laughs> Let's make sure that's Well, right. in any case, will you do a little bit of side research there? Uh, in, in reality, Walt grew up listening to his dad tell stories of when he built things for the Chicago World's Fair and all the exciting things that, that were being done and so forth. And then his, he also then went to some of the other World's Fairs and eventually he saw a miniaturized um, city type thing in one of the other world's fairs, and he's like, miniaturizing things. Oh, that's a good idea. And all of these things led to Walt building, you know, Dimensions. what he did mm-hmm. uh, with Disney uh, land and then eventually Disney World. And unfortunately, I don't think he was alive when Epcot Center opened. He died right before that, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. he had it planned but he, but he had the designs and the yeah. plans and everything set up, and he would have been very proud, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, he died from cancer. You know, so, you know, he had the plans mm-hmm. for it, and that's a shame that he didn't get to see it because that, that was the beginning of it all. You know what I mean? So, and I was wrong. It's experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Oh, it's not city. Close. Yeah, you were very close. I was close. Yeah. It's community of tomorrow. Community. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, that all stems back. Well, there's one. Are we right. keeping track? Oh, I thought we were going to talk some more about the we'll World's can. Fair being in Disney. We we yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Epcot. Yeah, yeah we were. But on... Main Street USA. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't want to move on yet. No, okay, I don't so want to move on. on. I want to stick with Disney for a while. All right, Everybody so loves we'll Disney, right? Disney owns this whole thing. Disney, Disney's Disney owns it. everything. <laughs> Disney's pretty much buying up everything else, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, can, he can have our podcast for the day. Sure, <laughs> um, But anyhow, on Main Street USA, there's a lot of things for the Chicago's World's Fair from 1893 involved in it as well. Um, they have ticket stubs. From, from when? From the 1893 Chicago World's Fair? 1843. But oh, did I? I think I'm I thought you did. If I did, I'm sorry. It's 1893. Um, and they had um, some, some pictures from the World's Fair there. They have a program in the sweet shop, uh, which was designed because um, the, the gentleman who, who had the sweet shop, he went to the World's Fair and saw the me- mechanized mechanisms that they had come up with, and he was like, ooh, i got to do this, and they went back home, and that eventually becomes incorporated into um, the um, candy shop on Main Street, and they have a program from the 1893 World's Fair in the window at the sweet shop in Disney. Well, there's a couple other things there as well, like the the, the cup and, and the different things in the ceilings and things like that that have the World's Exposition 1893 on them and so on. Um, but it's just amazing how much is there. And then also um, 
the idea that Elias was a construction worker for the Chicago World's Fair, that is incorporated by having Elias's office um, on Main Street as well. Yes. On the second story, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, interesting. Cool ties to Disney, definitely. I agree. Absolutely. So, did you have anything else? Or for for that, I, I'm sure there is more, but we can move on because I know you want to move on. No. I can tell. I, no. no. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What do we got next? Do we want to do another person or... Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, I'm going to title this one The Visitors, and then the next one we'll talk about the different things that debuted there. Right, okay. yes. And then we'll talk about the tragedies. So, yeah. Um, so who else okay. was a visitor? Well, uh, Helen Keller. Along with Ann Sullivan. Yes. Yep. Yeah, they were there. Um, I don't know exactly what all she did while she was there, um, whether she was part of the women's exposition. They had a women's building. I'm not sure if she was involved you know, in that. Unfortunately, or... I don't know either, yeah. but I do know that she described the fair in her autobiography. So I think she was just a visitor when okay. she was there, um, which would have been interesting, you know, for really, you know, because for her. 27 million people were there. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. But Helen Keller was there. Okay. Um, How about uh, John Dillinger? That's right, John Dillinger. Everybody, everybody's heard of him. Yep, he was a visitor. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Mm. He was there, a visitor as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now... Here's some not-so-known, well-known names. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe some people might know who they are. Mm -hmm. But uh, Catherine Lee Bates. Yes. Okay, she was an English teacher at Wellesley College. Uh Uh-huh. She visited there, and she wrote a poem about it. She did. Yes. And that poem... Everybody knows. Everyone knows that poem, America the Beautiful. Yeah, it's a very popular... Ballad, right? I believe it's a ballad, right? Came from seeing all and experiencing the the world's fair. That's right, absolutely. Uh, There's another story that, or another piece of work that was written because of the well, not necessarily because of it, but based on that. If it's the one you're talking about, everybody should know it. Every, yeah, everyone should know this one. If you've ever heard of this place called Oz. Oh, I was thinking about something else, but okay. Well, Uh-oh. that one too. That one too. Yeah. Okay, so I'm talking about the Land of Oz from the Wizard of Oz. Uh, in fact, Frank Baum, who who wrote that and came up with with the Wizard of Oz, um, he based the Emerald City on the White City of the 1893 World's Fair. So that was his experience led him to, to write that. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, everybody loves Emerald City. It's so fancy and fantastic. And the Grand. White, yeah, and Grand. the White City was too, although it was really sort of fake. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It was, it was a spectacular 
showcase. And we talked about that, and actually we showed the pictures. So, you know, not that I'm giving a commercial for our YouTube channel, but I guess I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we showed a picture, and I guess we could post it up on our um, a link yeah, to we it on our website. It. But uh, a Coca-Cola, um, what am I thinking? The fountain. The fountain. Where people could come up and get Coca-Cola. Yes. It, it just sold recently. Not within the last five years. I don't remember the exact date. I think it was maybe 2012. I don't remember exactly. But it sold for $4.2 million. And it was phenomenal. It's made looking. of marble. Yeah. I mean, so you go to a fair, you go to, <laughs> you know, like one of these theme parks or amusement parks and stuff like that. And, it, you know, it, stuff's not made of marble and grand like that. You know, it's just like a fountain thing and now you probably get them yourself you know what I mean but the 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 way that this thing was designed was the the fountain part of it that poured the coca-cola soda pop was had a light on it a Tiffany light on it yeah. you know it's just amazing and that just that you can imagine how the other buildings and pavilions were built and this was supposed to be a showcase for not just Chicago that that's coming back from this horrible the fire. fire in uh, 71. 18, yeah, 1871. But this is supposed to be a showcase for the nation. Right. And, you know, this is after the Civil War has ended and the, and the nation's come back together and, you know, things like that. And it's like the turn of, you know, coming from that type of turmoil to a celebration, so to speak. And... Everything was temporary. All the buildings and everything. It was. was. There were. There was only what one one building that was built. Besides the hotel, of course, but there was only one building in the actual um, fair area that was built to be kept. Mm -hmm. Everything else was built. Temper for temporary. Definitely temporary. It was just out of wood and and this stucco-type stuff they called staff. And it was essentially very easily broken down, and they had to keep repairing it during the fair. And then when it, the fair was over, they, done, demolished yeah. it, you know. Um, but it looked beautiful. But it did. It looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you see any pictures, it's, it's amazing that that's what they built and that almost none of it exists today. Well, I'll put some out after the podcast comes out. Okay. So check, like, Friday and this weekend. I'll post some stuff uh, um, up on our, our our blog page. Let's just call it a web page because <laughs> I hate saying the word blog. Okay. We'll post it up on our Untold History Revealed web page. Okay, but, so what was the <clears> other work then that everybody would know? Well, I kind of, like, deviating. I don't know if that should be next week, the first. Or, I don't know, I kind of got confused. I was thinking about the middle school kids. Mm -hmm. I thought you might be. Yeah. So I guess I'm skipping ahead. I'll take one out of next week. Or I'll mention it again next week. But uh, Okay. Uh, the, the middle school children was the first time that um, our Pledge of Allegiance was performed. performed in front of... A large audience. Yeah, a large audience. That's why I said everybody should know that. I mean, right. Even people from other countries who might be listening. Yes. They yeah. have heard 
of the Pledge of Allegiance of the United States, and they probably have their own pledge as well yeah. uh, for so their nation. So debuted at the fair from a middle school yeah. classroom that recited it. So yeah. that's interesting yes. right there. Yes. I lost count on how many, but who else do you have that so visited we'll the stick, fair? So we'll, we'll stick, stick with, with performances. Uh, the John Philip Sousa Band. Yeah, he was there. They performed there. Mm-hmm. The band and they there. they had um, regularly scheduled events that they did uh, throughout the months of the fair. The fair was what six months long. Yes. So it was May first to October thirtieth. Um, so May first to October thirtieth of eighteen ninety three. Yeah. So keep the creepy ones till after break. Keep the creepy ones. Okay. Yeah, because there are were some. Cre- you already said. Dillinger. I guess he falls into the creepy. It's sort category. of creepy. I don't know. But there's a couple other creepy ones. Okay, we'll talk about I'll keep that. Break, All right. But. How about some people that a lot of other people might know, especially uh, women's lib type individuals might sure. know? Suffragettes. Suffragettes. Yes. Um, Susan B. Anthony was there and spoke uh, on behalf imagine, of some women's. Can rights. you imagine being there and hearing Susan B. Anthony? Yeah. Speak. Absolutely. That's just, like, mind-blowing. It's a, it, it would be fantastic. Just to be there. I hear John Philip Sousa's band playing, <laughs> you know, uh, hearing her speak. I mean, I wish we could get a... Electric a, lights for the first time, oh, like, being just, in such grand numbers. I wish there was a time machine and just go back. And I just, do, too. I would love to go I to I don't know if I could deal with being around all them people, though. That, that, I don't know. That would probably drive me insane, but, you know. We'll just have to go early in the day. <laughs> yeah. Go when everyone's sleeping. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Susan B. Anthony was there, and she she did give a speech. Um, there was also Florence Kelly, who was there. Um, she uh, spoke as well on labor rights reform. And, of course, um, Julia Howe, one of the abolitionists, she spoke there, again, on women's rights. And I'm not sure exactly where, but I'm going to guess it was probably in the Women's Exposition Building. Yeah, it would make sense. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I read somewhere um, that um, somebody wrote about the Women's Exposition Building and said that for women it was really awesome and you can go in there and you can spend like 14 hours just looking at all the things that you know women can do and things for the home, etc. But the same article said, however, for men, five minutes is enough. Yeah, I can imagine back <laughs> in that time. They didn't, yeah, it was, oh, that's women's stuff, you know. I'm yeah. going to go to the smoking room or, to, you know, whatever. Uh, and so uh, there was definitely still a uh, women versus men type of thing going on. But these women were here to talk to us and let us know and let others know. We're just as good as you men. So I wonder, do you know how, like, they scheduled that? Like, like what if you wanted to see, like, all these speakers and stuff? But, you know, at the time, they wouldn't have been... Yeah, they wouldn't Famous. have had right. But and at the same time, they also wouldn't have necessarily had all that information. It's a six-month event. Yeah, you know, you're you, traveling there to go see it. Did you yeah, really you know? Oh, okay. There, um, on but. the tenth <laughs> of October, this is going to happen. So that's when I'm going to go. I don't think that they had the 
ability to get that information Well, you know out. how I am. I would have been like, John Philip Sousa, pfft, I'm going to override that thing over that there. That Ferris yeah, wheel I'm, thing. Yeah, I'm going to go try out some <laughs> that beer. Yeah, John, who's John Phillips? Go, go ahead and tell me how it is. Yeah, and then turn it out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just to be able to go back knowing what you know now. I guess there's a lot of things knowing what I know now, you know. But True. Okay, who else? That would have been that really cool. Been, um, how about Scott Joplin? Yes, absolutely. Famous pianist. Yeah, he he played there. It was one of those, um, I guess, scheduled performances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And eventually became very well known because of all these people seeing him at the fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, how about... Um, Should I say her real name or who everybody knows her as? Whatever you want. Hmm. It's half your podcast. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go with her real name and see if anybody knows it first. Well, you say it. See if I know it. What's her real name? Nancy Green. Nancy Green. Sounds familiar. Everybody has probably seen her face. Might not have known her as Nancy Green, probably knew her as Aunt Jemima. That's who Nancy Green was. Nancy Green was the face that we had for Aunt Jemima for all those years. Well, it still is. Um, I don't, Aunt they, Jemima they redid, yeah, but they redid Aunt Jemima to update her more Really? Re- I remember recently. the Aunt Jemima bottles. Uh-huh. But I believe, um, at least on the pancakes, oh, I think it's a little bit more uh, socially, politically correct. Politically correct yes. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's kind of funny because even back then, the original company they they lost um, their company due to um, race things. Issues. Uh, some different race issues. Yeah. Um, but eventually, uh, Aunt Jemima became uh, well known through well, the you, 1893 World Exposition. She was there and she actually made. She did, but that was for the second company, the original company. Oh, okay. uh, they lost their company due to some of these race issues. But um, she came to the 1893 World's Fair and she had a stand where she made over 50,000 servings. Of pancakes. Holy cow, that's a lot of pancakes. That's a lot of pancakes. But she served over 50,000 servings of pancakes throughout the the fair. And everybody knew Aunt Jemima then. And she ended up getting a lifetime contract after the Chicago World's Fair to be the face of the Aunt Aunt Jemima uh, pancakes pancakes and and syrup, but uh, the, the company. So she got a lifetime contract because of all the work that she did at the fair and everybody knew her and I guess trusted her because she made such good pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Huh? It's break time. Break time? Are we going to go have some pancakes? Yeah, I know. You (laughs) talked me into it. All right. We'll go get some Aunt Jemima pancakes or should I say Nancy Green pancakes? Nancy Green pancakes. All right, folks. Well, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back.
Hey guys, we know you're into history, but if you're into the paranormal, you might want to check out our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com Panic D videos. On that channel, we feature over 200 different locations that Marianne and I have traveled across the United States that have paranormal claims. Each week, we're going to feature a new location. We're going to tell you about the history. We're going to tell you about the folklore and stories, the paranormal claims, our personal experiences, and why we think the places are haunted. So stop on over to youtube.com slash videos and look for Our Haunted Travels. Okay, folks, we are back, and like that commercial said, if you are into uh, some visual stuff and uh, paranormal, go ahead and check out our uh, YouTube channel, and uh, that's what the commercial was about, because unfortunately, we're not on BTE Radio anymore, because BTE Radio doesn't exist. I need to do a commercial for your new show. You could do a commercial yeah, for I need to do show. that. I need to do that. Marianne is on a show with the former co-host of BTE Radio, which there is some talk about BTE Radio coming back, uh, but as a podcast, and we'll be glad to join in on that mm -hmm. uh, if that starts back up. But um, Marie Samuels, you're doing a show with her called Paradivas. We are. And that's once a month, right? Yes, yes. And that's focusing on the women in paranormal. Correct. So I get kicked out of the room when they do their show. Yeah, that's, that's all right. We do the He-Man he woman lovers instead of woman haters. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. I want to have to start another show with a guy when you guys are, oh, we can't do that because we use the same computer. I want to figure that out. Yeah, I want to figure it out. I'll have to start a show with another guy and be the He-Man woman haters club. <laughs> that's okay. So anyways, uh, this podcast, we're talking about the um, people who visited. People who were at the 1893, 1893 World's, Fair. World's Fair. Or the 1893 Columbian Exposition. Good job. Yeah, I called it expedition there for a while. He has trouble with the word exposition. Uh, you know, well, Columbus did expeditions, so that's okay. where it gets messed up. Gets, mm. I get brain tangles. <laughs> that's all right. All those little These people synapses. don't care. They're sticking with us. Yeah. They've listened to our other podcast and heard me make a fool of myself. So <laughs> I guess they're sticking around. They don't care. <laughs> of course, we'll see how many downloads this one gets. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, <clears throat> All right. want to talk so about some more people? There? Absolutely. All right. How about, has anybody ever heard of or gotten a KitchenAid product? Are you asking me? Or are you well, asking them? Well, I'm asking them. They're supposed to be thinking about it. Oh, okay. I'm assuming that some of you said yes. Well, in fact, Josephine Cochran, who is the founder of KitchenAid, was there peddling one of her products. We'll talk about that next time. Uh, but uh, she demoed some of her products at the World's Fair, and then she opened the KitchenAid company to sell them. So it... Uh started there. It all started there at the I 1893 World Exposition. I thought of another person who was there as a visitor. Ooh, tell. Do tell. That's not on your list. <gasps> do tell. He was just a little man that used to make caramels. Caramels? Before the fair. 
Oh, I do have him on my list. Did you? I do. Oh, well, I'm jumping ahead. That's okay. You want me to talk about Yeah, him? go for it. Tell me all about Milton. Yeah, Milton Hershey. He used to make caramels before the fair, visited the fair, and ended up buying a machine to take his caramels and dip it in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, uh, it was a German product that he, ha- he found um, that was a mechanized system of you know, moving chocolate through things. And he's like, well, I, I, can, I can add that to my repertoire. And so he did that. So Milton Hershey uh, went ahead and he was there. He was not really peddling his things. He was there to see things. He was there as a visitor. And he was a purchaser of a large right. product. And that started a big, huge, you know, Hershey. Yeah. So he bought the German chocolate manufacturing machine that he found and took it back to PA and welcome to we'll the do, world we'll of Hershey. We'll have to do a podcast on that. On we the should do one on, on, on Hershey. Hershey. Maybe we'll go back there this summer. No, we're going to south. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, we've, we've, we've we been there. We can still south. talk about it. We can go north and south. True. Who cares? Okay. Or we can hit it on the way back, maybe. Either way. So, yeah, Milton was there. Yeah. Got some That's an interesting story. Items. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all together. But, um, okay, who else you got? All right, how about Mr. Carnegie? Andrew. Andrew Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Yes. In fact, I think he wanted to have it in New York, I think. I believe you're right. Because I think he, um, Chicago is not, by the way, the only one who was up for that's having right. the World's Fair. It's we just like the Olympics. You know, there's different cities that vie for it. Um, and, and we didn't talk about that, I like how think... this went down. So let's talk about that just real quick, even though we're talking about visitors. Okay. Okay, so there was there was New York, Washington, D.C., St. Um, Louis, St. Louis, and Chicago, mm-hmm. all up for bid to get the World's Fair. Chicago was vining for it because of that fire, and they wanted to show off the city and how they rebuilt and needed the tourists and needed that kind of income. Washington, D.C., well, that's just a no-brainer. It's the nation's capital. Right. And you found a picture of the layout. We'll put that picture. I did find a picture of the layout of what it was supposed to look like. in Washington, yep. D.C. That's kind of a rare find. We'll mm-hmm. put that on our webpage, too. Yeah. Maybe we should be making a list. But anyways... <laughs> um, that's kind of cool. They were going to put it around the uh, Washington Monument, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, New York, which I think you're right, uh, Carnegie was. I think he was going to be one York. of the financiers yeah. if it went to New York. Yeah. And St. Louis, I don't know much about the St. Louis one. Right. Um, I didn't find much information yeah. about that. St. Louis is, is, I don't want to say weird. We've been to St. Louis. It's kind of strange, but when you go outside of St. Louis, um, it's just farmland, <laughs> not far <laughs> out of the city. Yeah, right? even today, because yeah. we went on a little bit of a road trip around St. Yeah, Louis this November. To, to uh, Springfield. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, yeah, was it was like field wasn't after far field out of St. Louis. Field. It was just flatlands. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. But anyway, Chicago won out because of their backing, their financial backing. The gentleman raised millions of dollars within 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, in a day. The con- uh, there was a congressional assembly and vote on who was going to get it, and Chicago won. Right, yeah. April 25th of 1890, actually. Wow, good job. You didn't even look down for that. That came out of your brain. It did. Ooh. I remember that because April 25th, 
is DNA Day, and I was wow. very excited that, uh, and then of course this was well before DNA Day came into yeah. existence, um, but I celebrate that, and I thought it was it was a good tie into my head, so my synapses there tie that in, okay. so I remembered that date specifically. Yeah. Okay. So, so. let's get back to the visitors. Who All right. So uh, I also have, of course. The two electricity peeps. Oh, man, there was a big battle over there. There was. Was Edison actually there? Uh, I believe that he was. I believe that he was um, actually there because he had uh, a booth. Yeah, he had a booth. Now, <laughs> Westinghouse mm-hmm. and uh, General Electric. General Electric, which was the company that Thomas Edison formed. Yes, so it was Tesla with Westinghouse. Right. And of course, Edison with General that would Electric. That another good bo- podcast, the battle over AC and DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they had a big to do, uh, and the, they vie, they were vying for uh, lighting the whole Chicago World's Fair. Vying as in bidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and they they wanted it bad because that would be great for their business, and uh, so. They sort of, you know, had a little tiff. Well, I think Chicago wanted Edison there because the way I read that was that Westinghouse put in their bid. No, Edison Edison put put in a bid. Yeah, Edison put in the bid first. That was like well over a million dollars. Yeah, I think it was what, like 1.8 million? And then Edison or or Westinghouse Westinghouse put in and it was just a little over a half a million dollars. So they told Edison, and he rebid it. Yeah, and he bid it just over half a million. Yeah, so it wasn't far off. And but then Westinghouse, Westinghouse still came won. in and said, "You know what? We'll do it for three hundred ninety-nine thousand. You know, you just mentioned your work. In my work, yeah. Okay, if I would leak out, like if I I'm running a bid, right. like I do every year for E-rate. If mm-hmm. I would leak out to one of those competitor bids, hey. So and so bid this. You might want to rethink your numbers. I would be fired and in jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is highly illegal. So you know, but there was corruption back then. So well, somebody corruption leaked to everywhere. Edison, hey, hey, you might want to think about redoing your bid, and maybe you should put this number. You know, but the thing is, is that Westinghouse severely underbid, and they lost their butt. They did, but really, was it in fact that they bid too low, or was it because of what Edison, Edison and That's a good point. their company, uh, General Electric, did? That's a good point. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know that little tidbit, General Electric came back and said, okay, we lost the bid, you can't but use you our can't light bulbs. use our light bulbs. No Edison bulbs for you. Yeah, and Westinghouse did not have a very good patent at the time, and their bulbs didn't last very long. So they had to constantly keep going out and replacing yeah. the bulbs throughout the whole fair. They had to hire an army, the way they described <laughs> it, an army of men to change light bulbs because their bulb would burn out after a few days. Yeah. So Where Edison's bulb would last forever. But. Right, so if they would have had Edison's bulbs... Would they have really severely lost out as much point. as they did? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a whole interesting story. It is. It is. And so and Edison and Tesla, and again, they they both Westinghouse and 
General, General Electric. Electric had booths in the electricity building. I don't know. The General Electric they had did. a booth? They okay. did. I have a picture that okay. has both of their Thomas booths. I know Thomas Edison in did, you know, because he had his inventions and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, but and General in, in fact, was the um, company that he formed. I believe it was Westinghouse actually had at their booth neon lights and and things like that that were new um, that they didn't have over at GE. Oh, okay. So they they definitely both had had booths, and I actually have have a picture um, that has both of them in the same picture. Well, we'll put that on our webpage. Okay. Put that on the web. Electricity <laughs> building. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who else do you have? How about... Um, should we do all of those ones next? Let's do... Let's do... Uh, Lizzie. Oh, so we're going to start getting creepy. Well, not super, super creepy, but Lizzie. All right. Lizzie Borden, folks. If you don't know who Lizzie Borden is... Which actually, we just did a show not too long ago, and they never heard of Lizzie Borden. Yes, I was so shocked. I'm like, how? We've done podcast. We've done podcast episodes on Lizzie Borden. You can go back if you don't know who she is. Watch, listen to one of our previous yeah. podcasts. I think we did a series of podcasts. I think on, we had two or three episodes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> she visited the fair, folks. She, she was did. There. She got, uh, you know, released from jail. Hey, I'm free. And uh, she ended up going to the Chicago World's Fair. It was in the newspaper um, in the Fall River Daily Globe uh, in October. Uh, I think it was October 3rd edition. But what happened is she, it was in there that she went with Carolyn Borden, a relative of hers, and then Alice Buck. So it said in there, hey, she's at the Chicago World's Fair with these people as companions. Which I'm surprised we don't own some of those older newspapers. You know, I have been looking to get some. Oh. Don't worry. I'll find them someday. Oh, I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> I know, because I really do want to have some of these original yeah. articles if I can get my hands on We've them. We've seen some. If you haven't seen any older newspapers, like around They're the late 1800s cool. stuff. They're really cool. They Nosy. A, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but super cool. You could read the newspaper and find out what's happening. Everybody in town, you know, so-and-so is going to visit Aunt Nellie for they her birthday. They had a cold. And they <laughs> had a cold, and this person took their garbage out. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, that's how the newspapers were back then. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's very well-documented history because there was an argument that people brought up. Oh, no, Lizzie wasn't there. She turned down tickets that she won from the Boston Globe, so she didn't go. However, in that newspaper, it does say that she went, so she probably had the money and just paid for tickets herself. She just didn't got she all say, daddy's money. Of course she had she money say, to go. I won the tickets, but give them to somebody else. Yes. Probably because she bought her own tickets. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, and I have no doubt that Lizzie would have wanted to go there. Oh, absolutely. You know, this she was wanted, like the crown thing She wanted of the time. to be a socialite. Yeah. She wanted to travel. She loved that stuff, and... She couldn't do it with Daddy. Daddy, you know, he sent her on a world tour. I wish we could find out where she stayed. That would be super cool. Can you imagine if she stayed at in the, the Congress? Congress? Oh, that oh, would be man. so awesome. Uh, but well, we know she didn't stay at the yeah. murder castle. <laughs> well, we don't know that. She oh, could have wow. just not Can you been. Imagine if those two, if those two got together. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're jumping ahead. But. <laughs> yeah, but we are. But it was in uh, the newspaper. Um, in the in the globe that she had won tickets, uh, but then 
her lawyer was instructed to tell them to give it to somebody else. Um, and that was in the newspaper as well. But they specifically said who she was with. So I'm going to say she was definitely there. Yeah, I'm and calling it some other people, And some we other can people confirm that, saying, folks, when we travel back in time. Yeah. Some other people say, oh, I've, ne I've never heard that, or, or there's no picture to show she was there. Oh, my gosh, how many people were there? There were 27 million people yeah. there. They did not get a picture of everyone. And just because she was real well-known in her area doesn't mean people from all over the country knew her to go oh, up. I mean, she was popular, but there was a, there's still a lot of backcountry people that didn't have access to a lot of stuff at that time that were still going to come to this fair. Uh, yeah. They may not have known her. You might walk down the street and you're like, hey, is, is well, that so-and-so? But not know for sure. You recognized who she was because, yeah. you know, I think and a lot of probably those newspapers didn't have photographs. They were drawings, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, so for an, people to say that that's why anonymity. Yeah, for people to say she wasn't there because there wasn't a photograph of her, and people didn't say, "Oh, I saw her there." Uh, yeah, I don't right. buy that. I I go with the article in the newspaper there that yeah, why said would they she lie? went there. Why would they make it up? And, and and not only just to say Lizzie was there, they said who she was there with. Right. So. Exactly. We're saying she was there. I'm saying she was there. Okay. Well, you sort of tied in to another person there. So let's. Are we going to talk about him? Are we going to talk about him now? We said we want to talk about him last. We'll talk about him last. All right. We'll pick a, we'll pick a different person. We're All right. There's somebody who was sort of there. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Famous person. Famous person. They were there, but they weren't allowed to have the, a booth. They got turned down. Can you imagine turning him down? No. So they turned him down, so he's like, you know what? The heck with you people. And he got some land outside, just outside the perimeter of the Chicago World's Fair and, and opened up his own thing. That person... Wild Buffalo Bill Cody. I wonder why they didn't let him there. I don't know. We'll have to research that. Maybe we'll talk about that. I here. think it's kind of weird, like, because he was well-known at the yeah. time. Uh, so the, the Buffalo Bill Cody show was not allowed in the fair. But he was there. Just but he was there. In, in the fairgrounds. He was outside the fair. He had, he had a booth outside the fairgrounds, but he did come to the fair... Um, and uh, he was there for the... Um, lemon shake? <laughs> for the lemon shake. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to go get me some of that ice cream over there. And then I'm going to go back to me and... He was there for the... Um, uh, not the grand opening, but the, the one dedication. that they... The dedication. He was there for the dedication ceremony. But then he was his little show was on the outskirts. But he did get a lot of customers. Oh, I can imagine. They probably just thought it was part of the fair. They probably did. You know. Yeah, but he was he was actually denied a spot. Yeah, we have to see. Very that. weird. But he said, "I don't care. I'm coming anyway." <laughs> Let me see if I can find out why. Who okay. And and then my uh, that I only have one more. I think I don't think I have. I think I just have one more for you, and that's one of my favorites. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. You have. Let's see. 
You have 10 minutes to talk about them, so go ahead. You got the whole <laughs> 10 minutes while I look up Wild Bill Cody. Go ahead. Dr. H.H. H. Holmes. Well, we should do it how I did it in the video. Go ahead. Dr. Oh, I forget his name. Herman. Yeah, Herman Webster Mudgett. Mm -hmm. Better known as Dr. Henry. Yeah, Henry. What was the age? Oh man, I'm not editing this, so I don't. I always just call him H. H. Holmes, Henry Holmes, Henry Howard, I believe. I think it was Henry Howard Holmes. Um, I believe it's Howard. Henry Howard stuff. Henry Howard. See, this is why we're documenting things for. Yep, I was right. Henry Howard Holmes. There yeah. we go. Doctor Henry Howard Holmes, better known as H. H. Holmes. They say commonly. H. H. Holmes. Yeah, like I, I, I always call him H. H. Holmes. I never call him Henry Howard. So please tell me, folks, you know who H. H. Holmes was. And America's we did, and we did say serial killer. <laughs> we did say hopefully him and Lizzie didn't hang out together. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine like there's this bar like down the street? In that bar, you got Thomas Edison, Tesla sitting over in the corner arguing, but drinking snops. Okay. <laughs> And then on the other side, you have H.H. H. Holmes buying drinks for Lizzie Borden. <laughs> that would be a, a funny, funny, just... Yeah. <laughs> Milton Hershey arguing with his wife on how he's going to get this machine back to Pennsylvania. You know, can you just imagine just walking and going, what? And then you got this guy over in the corner, like, uh, trying to play his trumpet. You know, that's Sousa. And then this other guy playing the, the, piano. the piano, Scott Joplin. Yeah. Man, that would just be, I would just, like, pass out. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't get that time machine going. That would make it, that would make a heck of an oil painting. You know how they do those oil yes. paintings of the dogs? But just the scene of all these characters, like, in this bar, and out in the back, you see the Ferris wheel and World's Fair. And... So that I'm giving somebody cool. a million-dollar idea right I there. know, right? They're going to go paint it and make sure you give us credit. Yeah, just, <laughs> just in the bottom somewhere, put youtube.com slash painting the videos. <laughs> or untold history revealed. Yeah, or untold history revealed. That works or, too, you know. Yeah, whatever. Just remember us when yeah, you cash yeah. that million dollar check. But anyway, so talk about H.H. Holmes. Holmes, he showed up at, um, you know, just the perfect time. He shows up in, in of course, Chicago and he, he acquires land builds a special hotel for all of these wonderful guests that will be coming to the World's Fair. But some of them don't go home. No. Because he becomes America's first serial killer and uses his hotel at the World's Fair to take some unknowing victims their deaths yeah and actually there's reports of him attending the fair with two of his victims yes there are yeah yeah he went he went into the fair with them and uh eventually they turn up dead or don't turn up at all i suppose <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah so he's that the, he's there with his murder castle he's visiting the fair looking for additional, you know, victims. Uh, he travels to uh, other hotels that are in the area, like the Congress Hotel, hangs out there looking for other people to 
suggest his hotel to. And unfortunately, most of the people he suggested this to, they just never were seen or heard from again. Yeah. In case you haven't heard about the murder castle, um, yeah, it was built to be a device for torture and murder. Yeah. Yeah. You did not want to end up in his basement. No. no. You didn't want to want to end up in his hotel, period, because <laughs> he would make a decision whether he was keeping you or... Or letting you go. Letting go. Yeah. So. So if he was going to keep you, he had special rooms for you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in your room, he would have gases that would knock you out and then trap doors that would send you, you know, to the basement where you might wake up in a torture device or maybe you might not ever wake up again. Yeah. So, yeah. And he would take your body and... Okay. Sell your now. bones to universities <laughs> as skeletons. Yeah. We could do another podcast just on H.H. Holmes. And Actually, we might have it in the past. Oh, I'm we'll have to sure. go back and look. Yeah. So he was there. Very yeah. cool. But I'm, I'm really honestly hoping that he and Lizzie did not see each other in trade secrets. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Now, here's how I sharpen my axe. <laughs> you know what's really kind of funny? Speaking of axes, one of the trinkets that you could take home with you as a souvenir was a glass axe. Go figure. I'm just knowing that Lizzie had to have had one of those. Oh, give me five of those. Those are Christmas gifts. You know, I what I you know how like they they had maple croft that they had sold a couple years back and the the people had gone through and they were cleaning some stuff out in the the attic in the basement and were finding how hilarious would it be if for them like find a glass axe from the 1893 world's fair and go oh yeah this is creepy <laughs> and not even realize what it was, was that would be funny from the fair that Lizzie brought home yeah you know she saw it she bought one oh she i would I, have oh, of course i'd have been would. like Hey guys, check this out. Look what me, I got. Do you want me, you want me to sign, sign it? <laughs> we're sick. We both thought about her signing the axe. We, we just lost five subscribers. <laughs> they thought we were just all into history stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're sorry. We're into the creepy stuff too. But yeah. all right. So, well, out else? of 27 million people that attended this fair, I am sure there are many, many, many more that we're not covering. Yeah, these were, were just the ones we wanted to talk about. They that said we've one in every four Americans attended that fair. That Can is you imagine? true. Yeah. yeah, that's a and lot. And being in Chicago, the center of the country, they were coming from everywhere mm-hmm. to be there. So I am sure there are several, several, several famous people that we're not covering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when it was in Philadelphia, I forget the year that it was in Philadelphia before this. It was, Philadelphia was the first time it was in the U.S. for the World's Fair. This was the second in the U.S., I believe. Um, they lost money when it was in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They made money here. Yeah, yeah, and it was rather quickly, like within the first few days. They were, well, I don't know about the first few days, but... Maybe first few weeks, but it was, I know they, it was like in the beginning and then they were turning a profit. So. Yeah, um, so they were adamant that this was going to happen and that's why they had to have all those financiers say, yes, we'll back it yeah. um, for in the different cities uh, to get that money to, to make sure it would happen because they didn't want it to, you know, 
this this cities these cities are just coming back from the brink here, and, right. uh, but they didn't want another problem where it wasn't it wasn't going to make money, but they did not have a problem with that here at all. No, they definitely made money, and everybody who was anybody was there. Oh yeah, and you, it, you as you can see, just it. from the short list that we had, these are some really important influential people. Maybe not necessarily that moment in time, but they did become. Right. So if they weren't already, they became. Very important. All right. So next week, we are going to talk about the... New things that arose as a result of the Chicago World's Fair. Yeah. And some that were advertised at the fair that became even more famous. Absolutely. So new things on the horizon as a result of being at the Chicago World's Fair Exposition. That's right. So again, folks, hey, we're firing us back up. We're going to try to do it every week, 9 o'clock on Thursdays. You can join in for another episode of Untold History Revealed. So we will be posting stuff out on our webpage, which is untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com. If you want to drop us a note, send us an email. There's a Thank us f- for coming back or yeah, or, <laughs> or yell at us for being gone for so long. You're more than welcome to do so. There's a little form on the page that you can fill that out and it'll send us an email. And as we get going here, we'll probably get our Twitter going and our Facebook stuff back up and going again, which we have and you don't know that we have, but you're okay. going to be deemed our Facebook person oh, and goodness. I'll work Twitter. How's that work? <laughs> and you guys, you guys will be able to get a hold of us on, on those platforms as well. Okay. um, Yeah. All right. So until next time. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Untold History Revealed.